The Blevins Franks Report with Rob Kay of Blevins Franks Wealth Management. It's that time here on Riviera Radio where we talk to Rob Kay. Good morning, Rob. How are you? I'm very well, thank you, Howard. Yourself? I am, thank you very much indeed. Well, the UK Chancellor of the Exchequer has presented his spring statement and many of our listeners have assets both in the UK and France. We therefore need to know, did Rishi Sunak's spring budget contain any nasties we should be aware of? However, before we focus on the spring statement, what caught your eye in the news this week? Well, I would uh, obviously the war in Ukraine has dominated the news once again this week, and, and rightly so, given the death and destruction that has been rained down on the country and its people by their much larger neighbour. However, in this case, big seems to be proving to be a hindrance, not an advantage, something I'm sure Putin and his cronies were not expecting. The Ukraine people have now suffered for over a month, but this week there have been some strange developments on the fringes which could indicate things are potentially starting to play out. The week began with a very uncharacteristic off-the-cuff comment from a US president when what looked like a gut reaction, President Biden told the world this man cannot remain in power. The White House very quickly and obviously attempted to, to manage the fallout of a politician who for once was saying what the majority of the world's population probably thinks. President Macron then waded in, chastising Biden about unhelpful and inflammatory remarks. We were then told that since the start of March, Roman Abramovich, the multi-millionaire soon-to-be ex-owner of Chelsea Football Club, has been heavily involved in peace negotiations, where he was actually poisoned with a modified version of what was described as a gas used in trench warfare back in the First World War. All very, very bizarre, but behind all these strange headlines, um, the innocent people are still sadly losing their lives, homes are being destroyed, and, and lots more people are being displaced. We were told this week that before the days of mass air travel, people took trains to visit destinations near and far, especially in Europe. This way of travel fell out of fashion with the advent of cheap airfares and aeroplanes, carbon emissions as a result went up. Now, in an attempt to reverse that trend, in April, France will become the first country in the European Union to stop short-haul flights less than 2.4 hours, replacing them with high-speed TGV train options. France apparently has 2,800 kilometres of railways connecting international destinations such as London, Amsterdam and Frankfurt. Other countries are, are also moving towards a more eco-friendly practice um, with regard to travel. Sweden is, a, is launching uh, what's called a take-off fee for older aircraft and Germany has doubled tax on short-haul flights. Additionally, the EU has announced plans to double its high-speed rail network by 2030. Unfortunately, it was announced this week that the 32 million people who own property in France will see their tax foncier bills increased by at least 3.4% this year. But some communes have decided on higher tax increases. Tax foncier calculations are based on the amount that property could in theory be rented out for, and that's known as its value locative cadastre, VLC. We were also told France's wine consumption is at its lowest rate since the 1960s. So maybe in an attempt to reverse this trend, or more likely to maybe garner votes from this sector, President Macron this week once again stressed the cultural importance of wine for France and its people, especially as the industry is one of France's most profitable in terms of exportation and consumption. 
Macron is apparently a two-day, two-glass-a-day two man, and he's frequently described a meal without wine as, as being a little sad. This week's comments probably won't generate him any additional votes with the medical fraternity, but lots of us will raise a glass in solidarity and support French vineyards. What elements of Richie Sunak's budget grabbed the headlines? The British public, uh, because of these circumstances, are facing a, a cost-of-living crisis at the moment. So, so Chancellor Sunak's attempt um, to use this, this year's spring statement to reassure the voting public. Perhaps maybe his most eye-catching revelation was the, the national insurance threshold being increased from July by £3,000 to £12,570 a year, bringing it into line with the threshold for income tax. 70% of workers could pay less national insurance, but the rate that is paid will then also increase by 1.25%, maybe negating the increase. In line with speculation, prior to the budget, fuel duty was cut by 5% in the pound for the next 12 months, which will bring down the cost of petrol while the government attempts to deal with the rising cost of energy. The Office for Budget Responsibility slashed its growth forecasts for for the UK from 6.6% to 3.8%. The drop was blamed on on rising commodity costs because of the war in Ukraine and higher inflation, which is expected to average at at least 7.4% over the course of this year, up from the 4% forecasted in October. Next year's growth forecast has been cut to 1.8% and 2024's forecast is at 2.1%. As the world struggles to deal with fuel and raw material inflation following the invasion of Ukraine, the OBR also predicted the UK will need to issue $99 billion in debt this year. Its forecast back in the autumn budget was just $83 billion. The OBR's inflation expectation of 7.4% is up from its forecast of 4%, which is not a surprise given the consumer price index hit 6.2% at the end of March and near 30% year high. The big rabbit, I suppose, out of Sunak's hat was his announcement that he will cut basic rate income tax from 20% to 19%. While that grabbed the headlines, it won't be introduced until 2024, so it's precisely zero help to families struggling with the cost of living crisis now, or indeed over the next two years. This announcement could have clearly waited until the full budget later in the year, but it appears to be the Chancellor's way of delivering on his promise of a low-tax nation without actually giving the nation the tax cut now. Opposition MPs and even some of his own peers have called on him to do more to help families facing rising bills now on the basis those bills can't be paid with a two-year IOU. Many will think he's probably fallen short of this task. He did boost the previously announced help for people struggling. The increase of the, the fund available for local councils has been in, has increased to distribute to those in most need. Again, this also frustrated a lot of people who called for a more direct and automatic support for households. By allocating the cash to local councils, it means people must be aware that help is available and actively apply rather than the money being handed out to those who would benefit most. Could these changes impact our listeners? Yeah, lots of people uh, still commute back and forward to the UK to work despite Brexit. Um, for those below the UK state pension age, that can be can be really helpful from a French healthcare perspective. French residents who have a job in the UK 
pay French income tax, not UK income tax, because they are French tax residents. However, if you work in the UK and you are below the state retirement age, you must pay UK national insurance, not French social charges. This is really useful from a French healthcare perspective because paying UK national insurance entitles you to NHS healthcare. And under the reciprocal agreement, those people can be covered by the French healthcare system. The national insurance payment rate increase could make those healthcare costs just a little bit more expensive though. But French residents with UK assets or income will probably be more adversely affected by the tax freezes Rishi Sunak introduced last March rather than the minor changes that he introduced last week. Can you remind us about last year's UK tax freezes? Have these affected our listeners? Last year's UK spring budget was, was the same as year two, very light on immediate changes, which was entirely understandable because at the time the pandemic was, was really dominating and, and restrictions were still intense. However, Sunak did start a process which over time would generate more and more tax by freezing all the main allowances and exemptions until 2026. The personal allowance, which is the point when someone starts paying basic raking tax in the UK at 20%, was frozen at £12,570. The point when higher tax starts to be paid was also frozen at 50270 Now, by freezing these thresholds, it's estimated an additional £1.3 million will be drawn into in- the income tax net. A million more will pay higher rate income tax. And by 2020, the freeze will be generating an extra £8 billion of tax revenue. Freezing thresholds it's not, it's not a new tax strategy. The, the UK inheritance tax threshold was last increased in April 2009, some 13 years ago. The frozen threshold has increased inheritance tax receipts by over 54% in the past 12 months. Inheritance tax is now generating the UK government more than £6.5 billion a year, a figure which will only increase over the next four years unless people focus on their estate planning and use all the available options to reduce this pernicious tax. In a recent bulletin, HMRC said that they expect a significant increase in year-on-year inheritance tax receipts because of higher volumes of wealth transfer, which will take place due to the people who died during the COVID-19 pandemic. Sunak's subtle and maybe cynical tax freezes could prove to be the most effective and most wealth-damaging tax developments introduced by any of his peers in living memory, and we're concerned that these measures could just be the tip of the iceberg. Do a lot of UK nationals who live in France pay UK income tax? And is there anything they can do to protect themselves against UK tax rises? Um, probably more than you would expect, Howard. UK tax doesn't just affect those people who commute back and forth to the UK to work. If you have UK rental income, that income is taxable in the UK, as are government pensions, civil service pensions, NHS pensions, just to name a few. The double tax treaty ensures tax isn't paid in both countries. But UK income tax is assessed on an individual basis, which probably means you'll pay more tax than you would under the French tax system. As you would expect... To not be surprised by tax hikes, we strongly recommend having a tax plan. However, I must admit, tax hikes or changes are not always predictable. Back in March 2017, we were all surprised when the UK introduced the overseas transfer charge. This is a tax which can be applied when you transfer your pension away from the UK to, as the title implies, um, an overseas destination. 
The EU's free movement of capital rules ensured transfers to EU pensions or transfers made by EU residents were exempt from this charge. But it did hit those who were moving, for example, to, to say, America, Canada or Australia. Following Brexit, this 25% tax charge has not been extended to the transfer of pensions to, to the EU by EU residents. But as governments all try to find ways to, to garner more tax revenue, you wouldn't bet against its introduction sometime in the future. Before the string statement, rumours circulated about the UK once again reducing the lifetime allowance from its current level of £1,073,000 to £800,000. That didn't happen. So if you have a pension and it has a value in excess of £800,000, or it might do over the next few years, you could have a stay of execution and it would be a really good idea to consider your pension options before it potentially comes back on Sunak's radar when he announces his autumn budget. What about this year's French budget? Did that contain any nasties? Uh, there were there was no real surprises as far as tax was concerned, Howard. I mean, the budget simply confirmed what was expected, a reassessment of income tax bans, which happens annually and are supposed to be linked to inflation. I say supposedly, because in this case, last year's average level of inflation was applied. The change of tax bans equates to, uh, to an increase of just 1.4%, not 4% or 5%, which is the annualised inflation rate that is expected for 2020. The ceiling for the tax ban when no tax is applied has risen to €10,225 compared to the 21 threshold, which was €10,084. The next 15845 is then taxed at 11%. The 30% tax is applied at a band of up to 48000 41% is applied to the next 85000 And then above about 160000 the 45% tax is applied. No changes have been made to the household parts system, which is really important. So a married couple could potentially earn around €320,000 before their household pays French income tax at 45%. Now that's a far cry from the UK individual system when an individual starts paying 40% tax on income more than 50270 Have French income taxes increased over the past two decades? And perhaps maybe the bigger question, do you think they're likely to increase soon? <laughs> yeah, it's uh, crystal ball stuff there, Howard. We, look, we, we have a presidential election later this month, so a vanilla budget was not unusual or unexpected. In truth, French income tax rates have not drastically increased over the past 20 years, and I, and I don't see that happening if, if President Macron is re-elected. The FISC have deployed much more subtle strategies to collect increased tax revenue over the past 20 years. The introduction of supplementary taxes to capital gains, um, exceptional tax on high income or financial windfalls, have all supplemented the freezes to French tax thresholds and and reductions to some of those, such as succession tax. We'll have to see what the landscape looks like in May once the election is behind us and the next president is elected. For the time being... In difficult circumstances, the child offences such as the reduction in corporation tax and the tax habitation being removed for 80% of French households is in full swing. There's been lots of press coverage about governments generating more and more revenue from estate taxes. Is this something that's been impacted by these budgets? We, uh, I've referred to this quite a few times this morning. Both the UK and France have now frozen their respective estate tax thresholds for years. 
President Sarkozy was the last president to change France's nil-rate succession threshold. That's over 10 years ago, and he didn't increase it. He reduced the amount you can give your children from €180,000 to just €100,000 without paying tax. After this year's budget, that is where it will stay until at least 2023. Succession and inheritance is such an important subject and one which still generates lots of questions to the Rivier Radio questions portal, rivierradio at blevinsfranks.com. If any of the listeners would like to review their finances or understand how the recent budgets have impacted their finances, arrange a call or an appointment with one of our local Blevins Franks partners. You can call either our Valbon office and the telephone number there is 0493 001780. That's 0493 001780 or if visiting our Monaco office is more convenient for you call our Monaco office the number here is 97775574 that's 97775574 alternatively if you prefer you can find out more about Blevins Franks or arrange a meeting with the Blevins Franks partner by simply visiting our website which is www.blevinsfranks.com Many thanks, Rob. Always interesting, and we'll talk again next Sunday morning. Thanks, Howard. Have a great week. I look forward to it. The Blevins Franks Report. If you would like more information on any of the topics discussed in this programme, contact your local Blevins Franks office on 0493001780 or riviera at blevinsfranks.com. Is your wealth management on track to meet your objectives and provide long-term financial security? Blevins Franks has 45 years' experience managing our clients' capital. We provide a range of integrated financial services to give you peace of mind about your future. Our investment recommendations are personalised for you and designed to be tax-efficient and meet your estate planning wishes. Contact Blevins Franks on 0493001780 or visit blevinsfranks.com.